Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Greetings, fellow Palazzo people. Disclaimer, Ben's audio has issues on this episode. Telling you up front right now so you are aware of it. It's not the whole episode, but you'll notice it when you start listening. I thought about whether or not I should post this at all, but it seemed like a total waste. Sure, you can watch it on YouTube, but the same issues are on the YouTube video for this one. So be aware of it. Try to dance around it, move through it. But there's plenty of other good stuff in this episode. We're aware of it. It sucks. We can't change it. We recorded it live. And that's the way of the beast. All right, let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Welcome in. Oh, wow. It's an intense day here. It's MLB Draft Mock Day Part 1. We did this last year. We're back to do it again. And me and my partner, Benjamin Chase, who are joined by my former partner, who brought me and Ben together. Is it a strange world we live in? Let's give it up. Bill going to the house. He's back from the MLB Mock Draft Year 2. We're turning this into an annual thing. Isn't that exciting, Phil? Hey, once a partner, always a partner, man. That's right. Yeah, you always be a part of the squad. We'll never forget yeah. you. Never forget and I love doing you. The, I love the draft. Love the draft. Love yeah, the are draft. you excited no. about this year's draft? Uh, what's your initial thoughts just on the draft this year? Woohoo! Yeah. I was just reading. I think it was Matt Collier, the Fabio guy. Cool. Yeah. Uh, he had a good p- tweet about it's really the Tigers. People are talking about what the Pirates could do, but what he said I think is true is the Tigers can basically do anything the Pirates can do. Go Tigers! Other than make the first pick. And and they've got the new GM. So who knows? I mean, that could be this whole thing could go crazy right right off the bat. Scott Harris, first effort as a showrunner, if you will, former Giants secondary person. And now he's the lead man, lead person for the Tigers this year, the draft. Before we get into it, we're going to do the first 15 picks to try to get close to that as possible. And then next week, we'll finish it off. And then the draft will happen after that. And it'll be a wonderful time. But Ben, why don't you set the table for us here? Remember, it's Plotso Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Get it on your face and no, point out your fault. I not point out your faults at all. That's not what I meant to do. <laughs> you talk. Two L's, two Z's. <laughs> Follow us everywhere. It's always in the description, the Discord. I got another show after this. If you want to stick around, we'll do another one with Mike and Britton. That's going to be a lot of fun. But for right now, let's make this happen, Ben. Set the table for this year's draft as far as the pools and the uh, scuttlebutt, if you will. Okay. So this year, they're doing something that they've never done before. They're having, they had their first draft lottery this year and that actually did affect how we're picking because yeah. the twins ended up moving up into the fourth spot that was something that or fifth spot sorry that was something that was truly not expected and uh they what ended up happening is it bumped the a's who actually had the worst record in the league last year down to the sixth pick um because they ended up not getting into the lottery part. So that's the first five picks or lottery among all teams that didn't make the playoffs. And the twins, I believe had something like a, the second or third lowest chance of moving into the top five and somehow did. So Ooh. really big deal. And what that does is now the twins do have the fourth best uh, draft pool overall for signing bonuses. And uh, something we were talking about just before we came on air uh, well, actually, I believe just as we came on air here, that uh, the top two spots are far and away larger than everyone else. The Pirates have $16.2 million to spend on the overall draft, and 
the Tigers have 15.7 million. So there's only about 500 grand separating the two, which is roughly about a seventh or eighth round pick in difference. So that's Could you say that again, Ben? You uh you kind of zoned out there with your internet. Could you say what you said that earlier? Okay. That part? Uh, the top two are the Pirates, as far as overall draft pool is the Pirates with 16.2 million, and then the Tigers with 15.7, and then it's another million plus down to the third uh, team, which is the Nationals. Um, just for reference, you get down to the bottom, uh, you know, we're talking 15 million for the Tigers, 16 for the Pirates, the bottom three, the Padres, the Yankees, the Phillies, because they signed people, they lost two draft picks this year. That's something new as well. And they, all three of them have a draft overall draft pool that starts with five. So that's a big deal as we go overall. Um, and as I was looking at this, we're going to try and get through 15 today. If we get through all 15, out of the eight picks that Phil makes, six of them will be Central Division teams, either <laughs> AL or NL. Yeah. So that's just how the draft lines up, I guess. So we're going to get through a lot of Central teams if we've got fans of those teams around. So, so Phil's got the first choice. Phil, is that exciting for you? Are you excited about this? Yeah, I've been pumped. I've been Wait, let wild. me tell you something. I've been pumped, too, because I worked hard. First off, uh, Matthew wants us to give him two. We always oblige, so Utah. there you go. That's for you, buddy. Give me two. Good to see you here, Matthew. I haven't seen you in a while. I know you love the MLB draft. He's a prospect honk. He goes back to when Phil was the co-host. Back, yeah, Maybe he came back for you. Phil, he loves you so much. He does. But check this out. We're going to kick it off with the first pick, and it's Phil with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I got something special for you, Phil. Here we go. Hey. It's the beautiful Ooh. shores of Ireland. The cliffs, <laughs> the cliffs of Moher. Yeah. Of when we uh, when we did move when we moved, so those are the cliffs of Moher, M O H E R. But uh, when we were moving, uh, our oldest daughter did do a thing in school where they she talked about what she was excited about seeing when she moved, and she wrote Cliff, like the first name. Cliff, and then, the la- and then his last name would have been Samore, S-A-M-O-R. Cliff Samore. Cliff Samore. There you go. Um, all right, so the Pirates are highest bonus pool in the driver's seat. So they've got a historic decision to make. One thing that's been floating around is that they could get some kind of deal with their first pick if they can agree to it before the draft comes so that they've got more money to spend down the line. And it seems like the more likely deal pick would be taking Paul Skeens, the right-handed pitching prospects from uh, LSU. I think they're between the two, the two LSU Tigers, Skeens and Dylan Cruz. Um, Dylan Cruz has generally been thought of as the top prospect in this draft. Um, I did some homework of looking at the past drafts and in particular, uh, so many, there's so many right-handed pitchers out of college that are first round picks that wound up being relevant or very good pitchers in in MLB, uh, Strasburg, Kyle Gibson, Mike Leake, that was 2009, Matt Harvey, 2010, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Garrett Cole, 2011, uh, Stroman, Waka, Gaussman, 2012, John Gray, 2013, Aaron Nola, 2014, Walker Bueller, 2015, Kyle Wright, 2017, Brady Singer, Logan Gilbert, 2018, George Kirby, uh, and Manoa, hey. 2019. Manoa obviously has fallen off a cliff since. Uh, Bobby Miller, 2020, Gavin Williams, 2021. So I think if I'm in charge of the Pirates, even without the chance to get the deal, I, I think I want Skeens anyway. Um, <gasps> that being said, I think they're actually going to take Dylan Cruz. So my mock pick for the Pirates, 1-1, is Dylan Cruz. Uh, game-changing outfielder for LSU. Was was a high-hyped high pick uh, when he came out as a prep. Bet on himself to move up. Uh, and it really worked out for the kid. He's posted MLB level type of exit velocity since his freshman year at LSU. So um, he's he's a real legit prospect. He could be a game changer for the Pirates. So um, I think at the end of the day, I think it's going to Well, there it is. Dylan Cruz leads off 
our draft. There's been some scuttlebutt. I'm going to use scuttlebutt a lot today, I guess, that uh, I think it was a bunch of smoke. Really? Nothing serious that he might not be willing to go to Pittsburgh, but uh, you never know. I mean, it's pretty rare to see that happen with this type of prospect who's a college prospect, right? Like to sit out a year, I guess. What was the guy? The Houston guy was a high schooler when that happened a few years back, right? So, Well, Cruz can go back to school, right? Technically. I guess guess so, yeah. But I don't see that happening. He does have leverage that way, and um, I don't know. They're going to have to pay him. They're certainly going to have to pay him. Right. Okay. Well, that's going to be fun to see how that plays out. Oh, he's going to set a bonus record. Ben's calling it. All right. Well, let's move on to the second pick of the draft. It's time for Ben to step up to the plate. Here's Ben's video. Look at this. I tried to make this look as much. (laughs) I tried to make it look like maybe it would be in the Dakotas. This kind of looks like maybe it could be there. I don't know. Why not? Right. So there you go. All right, Ben, you're on the clock at number two. So this actually would fall exactly the way the Nationals want, because I believe right now, on, and from everything I've heard, their board right now is Paul Skeens, and then a really, really, really big decision after that. Does Ben but sound like Paul he's a chipmunk or like he's talking like the Micro Machines guy? Yeah, one of the, like, uh, Stormtrooper. <laughs> Stormtrooper. I'm, I'm getting a really Micro Machines guy. I'm trying to be that fast, but it's incredible. They, they desperately want skis. And if this falls into their lap like this, that'll be the pick. So, um, for, Paul, if, so if, Paul Skeens would be the choice. He would be the choice. And, and I think if that's going to be what will be interesting is if he is not available at the second overall pick where they go from there. But, Ooh, okay. Paul Skeens, number two, selected by Benjamin Chase. All right, well, let's move on to the third pick. Phil, let's go back to you now. You're on the board. Okay, third overall are those Detroit Tigers. And uh, like we talked about in the intro, they, they could they could do a lot of different stuff here. Um, they'd certainly have the money to grab uh, a prep if they feel great about one of the you know big three. This kind of seems to be a consensus that – the top five players in this draft are the top five players and three of them are preps. So, um, sorry, two of them are preps, Walker Jenkins and Max Clark. The third prep I'd throw in there is Noble Meyer. Who's, who's supposed to be the best prep arm in the draft. I don't have any reason to doubt that. Um, the big, uh, six, five, I think he's a right-hander out of Oregon. So, um, I could see the tigers honestly taking, any of those guys, if the new GM wants to make his mark. Um, if you're playing it safe, the pick is Wyatt Langford uh, out of Florida, who could be a contributor pretty soon for a Tigers team that looks like they're maybe turning a corner a little bit this year. Um, certainly better than better than, better than some of the other Osirans in the Central. That's uh, true. All right, fair. So, Chicago White Sox. Um, I, think, I think ultimately they will play it safe. They'll take Langford, um, and if they can save some money with the pick too, because Langford's the college, the college pick here. That um, that's money they could use towards some prep targets they've got later down the draft. And I'm willing to bet with the new GM, they do have some some guys they've identified as kind of their guys, and I think they'll try and sign some of them later on. All right, go Tigers! My Tigers getting Wyatt Langford. I'll tell you this: no way in hell. No way in hell they take a pitcher. It's got to be a hitter. And I just think that's so obvious, even for the most basic baseball fan out there. It would be stunning. I mean, unless unless somehow Skeens fell to third, I guess maybe they would consider it again. But really, we just need to get some more position players up in this system for the Tigers. That's how I see it as a Tigers fan. More hitters. Keep them coming. Even though we got a couple hitters I do like in our system right now. Uh, Okay, Ben. We're going to go back to you now with the fourth pick in the MLB draft and our mock draft from Palazzo Podcast. What do you got, Ben? Okay, so the number four spot is going to be the Rangers. And they are, they're sitting with the 16th highest draft pool, even though they have the fourth overall pick. This is very similar to last year. Um, mm. And what you're hearing and I guess I really like the idea of of what I'm hearing, 
is that they are going to go away from the high school kids. And this pick is going to be Kyle Teal. Uh, they're <gasps> big fans of his bat, and they really, really like the fit as a catcher, which is a big need within their system. You do not draft for need in the MLB draft. But right now, when you get a guy who's a legit top five to ten pick, who also plays a position that you need and is a college player that could move quickly, this is kind of the perfect fit. Okay, Kyle Teal. That's exciting. Another catcher. I love to see where catchers go in the first round. That'll be intense. In terms of another catcher, I just keep thinking about first-round catchers ever since I started obsessing over it a couple weeks ago. So I'm, I'd be really curious to see what Teal does. I'm actually... Curious to see if Kevin Parada will be something special down the road, too. He was a college player last year who was drafted by the Mets as a catcher. That's a good call, Ben. That's a lot of fun. I like it. Kyle Teal. All right. That's four picks of the book so far here on the Palazzo Podcast 2023 MLB Mock Draft. Uh, Chad did say here, this is in reference to the Tigers, I believe. Maybe Dollander, since I know they scouted him. It'd be pretty wild to see Chase Dollander get that high, right? Are you guys? That's my other thought. Season, no. I mean, they, they've had so much uh, pitcher draft lately that it just seems like, you know, after you go lighter, after you go rocker, I mean, they've just done so much picking of pitchers that, to me, I mean, I was very strongly considered uh, Dollander and Lauer. Lauer are both on my shot, uh, Rat Lauer from uh, oh, Lake Forest. Yeah. They were both in strong consideration. I just... This is lining up almost too I'm sorry, for what the Rangers want. <laughs> Phil is right. Yeah, now I see you hear the Star Wars robot voice now. He sounds like that droid who's in Return of the Jedi. Who's going? I will soon teach you some respect. He sounds like that guy. That's what he's trying to tell. Well, I need to disappear. Or, and come back while Phil makes his pick. Yeah, go ahead. Just go ahead. Go disappear. Okay. Come back. It's for the best. So. Okay. <laughs> it's not your fault, Ben. It's definitely not your fault. All right. Uh, so now we're Phil. It's uh, back to you, my friend. Take it over. Pick number five. Yeah. So um, and now I have to think for a second because Ooh, cool. I do have Minnesota. So I've got Minnesota taking Walker Jenkins, uh, the prep outfielder for North Carolina at five but that's assuming max clark's maybe gone um and so between clark and jenkins i really think man they could uh, minnesota i think minnesota definitely takes one of the prep uh bats not 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 even uh, meyer i think it's gonna be one of the prep bats they've had really good success stories with royce and kirilov uh in this zone and, and those are two guys that have succeeded even despite having some pretty serious injuries, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they'll back their scouting department on, on the preps here. I'll st- I guess I'll stick with my pick. We'll give them Walker Jenkins at five. Uh, and that makes something very interesting, which is Max Clark still on the board. Which Max Clark could go first overall, potentially. Mm-hmm. So. Wow, that's exciting. Okay, Walker Jenkins officially off the board at number five in our mock draft. Uh, Anthony says peanut griddle breast milk. Okay, I don't even know what that means. He also said that MJ Govier hates me. I don't hate you. I love you, buddy. Effing Kent. (laughs) You always got to bring up Kent, don't you? Also, your hair looks like something about Mary, MJ Govier. Yeah, it does look that way. Like I stuck some... uh... Some fresh semen in my hair. That's actually the secret. That is the secret here. All right, off to pick number six. Ben, you're back. And I'm excited to see what you're going to select next. You have pick six. Well, this is one of those where if it goes chalk and the top five or the top five in the rankings, I think you're going to see a college shortstop go here. But with Max Clark on the board, I cannot believe that they would pass him up. That's just too much talent for this organization to be able to pull in, and they will make that kind of a pick. They are looking hardcore for an up-the-middle guy, and really, Max Clark should be a center fielder. I mean, you can argue about what his bat will be, but certainly center field profile on the defensive side. Okay. Max Clark finally goes off the board at number six. Um, 
Phil, Max Clark, do you think that with high schoolers like this, it's a pretty safe play because he's an outfield type, so it shouldn't be that as risky? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Oakland really cares that much. They they have done some strange, some strange stuff in the first round recently. So um, they get they get a, a shine on a certain player. They're going to just grab him. I think okay. um, I'm with Ben. I don't think you, I can't imagine he gets past six. Uh, in the draft. What's his, maybe his ask is huge or something. I guess that could happen. Money, 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 uh, money. Maybe, maybe he goes to the Vandy and tries to do what Dylan Cruz did. So, Dylan, uh, you son of a bitch. We'll have, we'll have to see. I don't know. Does he have the same power profile as Cruz? I, I know. Well, I, no, I think yeah. it's a really good balance profile. Like, yes. I, I don't know that it's a, a guy that's going to do what Cruz has done offensively. See? Yep. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know. It's very, very interesting. I had him taking uh, Arjun. I'm going to say his name wrong. Arjun uh, Nimala, uh, the shortstop uh, out of Florida. Very interesting prospect. Super young, um, which might be a reason, and very athletic, which might be a reason I could see the Oakland taking him. So. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, ben, uh, ben made his choice, and now Max Clark is off the board. We're going back to Phil. You can start talking even when I play this video, Phil. I just going <laughs> to keep playing once in a while. So. Beautiful Cliff Samore. Cliff Samore. We got Cincinnati up at seven, and Cincinnati has drafted well, and they have a bonus pool to play with this year. I don't know exactly where it comes in, but I've got notes that they've got some money. Uh, And they've had success, like, with Hunter Green as a prep pitcher, um, as long as he can stay on the mound, I guess. Um, So I'm going to give them uh, Noble Meyer, the right-hander, out of Oregon that I mentioned earlier, I think it's pretty pretty clearly the best prep pitcher in the class. Very super projectable. So I think Cincinnati will back their ability to develop him. Um, that being said, you know, you've got the other – you'd have both Rhett Lauder and Dollander still on the board in our mock. Yeah. And both of those guys would be very tempting, Lauder in particular, I think, for Cincy. So, and, they, and they've done pretty good with college arms too. Um, so pretty wild. I think it's, I think it's an arm here. I'm going to give him Noble Meyer. Um, I think it would be an exciting pick for Reds fans, too, if they grab him. Chad agrees with you. Cincy is my top landing spot for Noble if he doesn't rise, says Chad. Anthony says Strawberry Crest School is named after Daryl Strawberry. I don't know. Is Come on. Get out of here, Anthony. You jackass. I love you, Anthony. Call the show with your jokes. But there it is. I'm surprised, too. I think that's fun. It's also a cool name, Noble Meyer. That's like the coolest name I've heard in a while. <laughs> so I hope name. it all works out for him. I don't wish him, you know, pitching at Great American Bozo Park for me personally. Yes. But, you know, I mean, it's a hell of a team. It's an exciting time to be a Reds fan and to be part of the whole rise that has just taken off this year with the Reds. All right. Next pick. We're moving on, Ben. We go back to you as we take a look at, you know, what really isn't the Dakota. It's more likely Iowa, frankly. And now that I think about it, it looks much more Iowan. It looks uh, like a perfect game facility. It really does. Like, <laughs> if I mean, trees, a oh. facility. Um, no kidding. Okay, cool. But, so we're, we're going on to uh, the Royals. The Royals have a history of messing with everyone's head. Um, that's really what they've done in the last few years. We got, hey, Ben. Ben, can I ask you something? Yeah. We got to make a choice because your audio is just so bad. Like either you reboot your computer and come back because we're going to do the rest of the show. It's, I've just, we're being really nice, but it's just, it's terrible. It's so bad. It's not your audio. It's just your like, it sounds like your speed. Your mic. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not the actual microphone or anything. It sounds like the internet speed. That would be my guess. And, uh. I know you don't want that either, and you know no. we got to tell you the truth when we hear it. So yeah, no, I'd rather that. Um, so we could, uh, me and Phil could talk for a few minutes. You could reboot your computer. Yeah, if you want me, try that. That's, that's just the issue. I don't even know. I'm just spitballing here. My uh, my computer to reboot is kind of an issue right now. Um, oh takes, no, takes forever in a day. Um, oh okay. So I can try here quick and see <laughs> see what happens. Bernard Gilkey. Um, I love oh, Bernard Gilkey. Oh my gosh! I'm a red uh, uh, cardinal. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's your call. I'm just telling you. You know, yeah. you figure out what you want to do here. But I, I know that. You know, this is a show we look forward to, and I don't want you to have to do a show where you sound like Garbo. Well, let me quick say the Royals pick, and then I'll try. We'll see what we can do. Okay. Um, All right, the Royals. Here we go. So Royals, I've got down. They because 
because they usually go off the board right here. There's kind of your on the board move would be going college, college arm, college bat. That's pretty much what's there. You know, you've got really good college players. But I keep hearing the Royals attached to prep kids. And one of the guys who's just flying up boards right now is Aiden Miller. And his offensive profile is just really, really good. Uh, I think he would be in, he would be a 5A to that top five group if he wouldn't have been hurt this year. And so I think that that ends up being their choice here at eight. And they go from there and see what they can do going forward. play for the Royals off the board. All right, Ben, go see what you can do. Try to uh, yep. find a miracle here. Me and Phil will talk for a little bit. We'll keep this draft going here live on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me it's, two. Oh, uh, Mike's here in the house. What's up, fella? Says Mike. Mike's one of uh, you know our regular. Why doesn't that click? There we go. Mike, I want to show you your thing. I don't have power anymore? What is this? I don't have control to show the comments anymore. Did Ben do something? Is Ben in charge now? There it is. What the hell? It's infecting all of us. What's up, fellas? Good to see you, Mike. Anthony says, I can never take a player with the first three letters spelled A-I-D. Why not? Anthony, you're on a roll. You're just so hilarious today. Uh, Jay says, yeah, he needs to reboot the PC. Uh, He's going to work on it. He's doing the best he can. Of course, Ben wants to do a good show. Uh, Phil, we could do another pick here. Uh, Also, can you tell me why the White Sox still got worse despite bringing in a fresh manager this year? Because we haven't had a chance to really talk about that on this show. What what happened? I mean... So is it clearly They're, wasn't totally the Roos' fault, was it? Same thing they were last year, which is they are a talented team and a bad team. So uh, they don't play good baseball. Their roster construction's pretty dumb, which people have been saying for a few years. They've got a Fair. bunch of first base DH types. Uh, and <laughs> they let the best one leave in Abreu. I know he's not been great, but you know he was their best hitter, and they let him walk for not a lot of money. They give Benintendi a five-year deal, $15 million per, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me because he can only play left field, really. Yeah. Um, and you've got a couple, Gallo as an option who was cheaper. Uh, Jorge Soler was an option in the FA class, and he was he would have been. So both those guys would have been cheaper, and they can actually play uh, right field. Fair. So um, put a go. bunch of money into the bullpen. <laughs> They're a team that doesn't spend a lot of money. So their budget's going to be lower to begin with. And then they've taken a big chunk of that budget and get spend it on bullpen arms, which is never, never what you want to do. You want to get the bull like Tampa Bay. You want to build your bullpen arms from AAA, right? Um, I've heard so rumors. it's just a bunch of dumb stuff that they've got a lot of talented players, but, um, and it seems like the clubhouse has kind of gone to shit. Uh-huh. Truthfully. Tim Anderson obviously doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, you know, guys are getting hurt constantly. Uh, Lewis Robert Jr. stayed healthy this yeah, year. Yeah, how about that, dude? Imagine, imagine if they didn't have that going for them. So it's a Hall of Fame cool. year for him. Yep, yep. Like, Which he's capable of. He's a he's a he's got MVP talent if he can stay on the field. So damn right he does. But, That's why I loved him this year as a first round return because eventually he had to be healthy. And he hasn't hit for the average I thought he would, but he's shown the power big time. And he's already got twenty one plus home runs already. It's awesome. So. Red alert! Red alert! Commercials incoming! Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad or that something is missing from your life. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Prepare to enable the use of your 15-second skip-ahead button. You are in terrible peril. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. In three, two, one. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.
Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, let's review where we've been so far. So the guys that are off the board at this point, obviously Dylan Cruz went number one to Pittsburgh, then Paul Skeens went off the board. Then the Tigers, my Bozo Tigers, who are not always Bozo-y, but, you know, Go Tigers. Bozo means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Uh, they took Wyatt Langford, safe play, a safe hitter. And then it was uh, Walker Jenkins, right? He went fourth. We had, uh, no, um, Teal. Uh, Kyle oh, Teal, Teal jumped. That's Rangers. right. Teal to the Rangers yep. jumped at four. That was fun. Yep. Then we had Max Clark because there's just no way that Max Clark was going to get past five. Then... Sorry, Jenkins. Jenkins at five to oh, uh, Minnesota. So Clark fell to six? Clark at, Clark at six. Yeah. Holy cow. That's incredible. Wow. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah, yep. so Clark goes to sixth, and then we had – go ahead. You're more locked double, in than double I am. Meyer at seven to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And we just took uh, Aiden Miller. Aiden Miller at eight to Kansas City, which is a, inter- a really interesting pick. Uh, good info from Ben on how his bat has looked this year, which I didn't know about. So I could I agree with Ben. I could definitely see Kansas City if they've got a hard on for a certain prep. <laughs> <laughs> That, uh, that they would that they would grab it because they've done it before. So, Chad, you always do this. Chad loves to jump on the show while we're live, and he just throws out the worst news ever. But then it's not always like a he could be. I don't know. He could have a bad toenail or something. It could be something right. minor. What Ingrown is the injury? Eyelash. Yeah, exit Ingrown game eyelash. with an apparent injury. What's the injury, Chad? Come on, hook me up. Give me the info. Give me a piece of the body. All right. Well, Phil, <laughs> why don't you make the next pick? Because you were up next. Let's move on to the next choice. Yes. Number nine, we've got another, speaking of Bozo organizations, <laughs> uh, one of the great Bozo organizations, Colorado. Um, <laughs> so I think Colorado doesn't shy away from the college arms and in our draft right now. And we've got two really good ones, really, and Louder and Dollander both. By the way, uh, uh, Zach Veen out for the year recently. He uh, yeah. had season-ending surgery, so that's, yeah. you know, just mention that. Yeah. Uh, so I think they take one of those college arms. Rhett Lauder had the better year. Um, coming into the year, everybody basically had Dollander ranked not only probably as the best college arm, period. So um, I think between the two right now, I would say uh, Rockies will take Lauder if he's there. So let's give uh, Colorado Rhett Lauder right-hander with the flow, as you can see in the picture there, out of Wake Forest. It looks a little bit like Clevenger in the picture, there, in the picture but he doesn't pitch like uh, Clevenger. I like him much better than Clevenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clevenger. Uh, you know, actually, I drafted Clevenger in my main event. That's pretty crazy. I did. I thought, well, you know, it'd be serviceable. I didn't love doing it, but don't worry, Rhett Lauder. You don't have to be my Clevenger. Rhett Lauder taken by, yes, you are correct, Phil, the most bozo, ridiculous organization in all of baseball. I think it is. I mean, the A's are just... A disaster. It's just sad. But the Rockies yeah. are the true bozos of MLB. They're just a total nightmare for sure. Coors. But uh, there it is. Red Louder off the board. And now uh, the next pick will be for Ben. He's not here right now, though. And I don't know I how long it'll take. I think he sent some picks over here. Oh, he did. The so private. Oh, he did. Okay. Oh, he's contacted us beyond the grave. Great. So it looks okay. Like- Looks like Ben's got the Marlins at 10, taking Dollander if he's available, which he would still be in our mock. Oh, not shocking. I think it maybe is a little shocking that Dollander has lasted this long, frankly, right? Yeah. Um, I guess Miami, I mean, they've got so much pitching, man, and they seem to be able to, like, squeeze the pitching out like your mom used to get the peanut butter out of the jar, you know, <laughs> back in the day when you didn't think there was any peanut butter left in that jar. The uh, Miami seems to be great at producing pitching from all over the place. So that would be, I guess, my only hesitation at, with them taking Dallander at 10. But, uh, no, yeah, you got to like it. There were some saying Dallander maybe was first overall at some point. So he's got the stuff for sure, and Miami's got the development. So that seems like a good landing spot. Just for, you know, because this is for fun, who – is there a hitter here that they might regret not taking that is still on the board? Uh, I see. I seen that Arjun Nimala. Uh, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Like I said, 
he could be very interesting for Miami and seems like a type of player that they would they would go for. They use they tend to use models, I believe, in their draft. So models are going to love him because of his age. He's probably like, he's one of the youngest players in the draft. Uh, projection, when you look at the kid, he looks like he's going to get bigger. He's actually relatively new to baseball, so teams actually can like that. Like he's had success, but he hasn't played baseball real long. He came, he was a cricketer apparently. Um, so he, he's transferred from cricket to baseball. Oh no, so, shit! Cricket, cool. I think he would be uh, a prep bat there. They might consider. Um, I'm trying to think who else I had them. Oh, Jacob Wilson, uh, the shortstop. He's a college shortstop from from Grand Canyon. Should be okay. a solid professional. He's not. Um, I don't think he's ever going to hit for a ton of power, but he's does everything else extremely well. Gets on base, That's hits for lot. contact. Uh, good defender. He's actually bigger than you would anticipate. Um, his dad was the uh, is Jack Wilson. The former, yeah, that's um, right. I knew that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Love Jack Wilson. So Go Pirates. I, I would not be surprised to see Miami take him at 10 as well. Hey, can I ask you something? Speaking of the Pirates, you know, they finally Nick Gonzalez is up with them. The former first round pick from a few years back. Was he always overrated to you? I mean, I'm sure we talked about Gonzalez. When we did the show together. I just can't remember your exact opinion. Uh, I I like the bat. I think the big question with him is whether he was just like a flat track bully when he was in college because he played for New Mexico or New Mexico State. I forget which State. one. Yep. Uh, yeah, so in a, in a more minor conference in college. But, uh, man, he's like, a, he's like a line drive machine, I think. Uh, should really hit. Might only play second base, but uh, could be a valuable piece. So they got him up. They got Henry Davis up. Uh, and Henry Davis has hit the ground running. Yes. So I had a guy hit me up about trying to trade Matt McClain in redraft. Matt McClain to get JT Real Muto, but he already had Davis. And I'm like, why would you want to trade for Real Muto? You've already got Davis who can steal bases. He's he's an athlete. He can move, especially in today's environment with how bases have been easier to get. I And to me, Real Muto is a 32-year-old catcher. It doesn't get any easier for catchers. I, I just would, even if it's yeah. redraft, I think I would rather just roll with Davis and see what you can get out of him this year. And I don't know if it would be that much different compared to what Rio Mutu has been doing this year. Or any other catcher. Yeah. yeah. Or any other catcher. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Good call. He'd uh, be like a great find in redraft for you, basically. Anthony says he prefers Hack Hack Wilson. Wilson. Uh, Maybe that was R- his great, uh, great grandfather was Hack. <laughs> 190 RBIs. That's just not possible. I mean, how did that happen? 190 RBIs. That's a real stat for, from Hack Wilson, I believe. That was the all-time. Yeah, that was back when, uh, like, you'd hit the ball and it would, like, bounce off a horse or something. Like, oh, four runs. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Mike says, hey, Phil, what are your thoughts on Bryce Eldridge from my hometown? Oh, he's from your hometown, Mike. I didn't know that. The two-way player, right? Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Sort Madison, of, yeah. Virginia, the second best product ever of Madison, Virginia. I don't know where Madison, Virginia is. I actually lived in Virginia for a little bit. Well, that's funny uh, because James Madison is in Virginia, but it's in Harrisonburg. <laughs> I know that because I went there once for a job. We had a training there, and I was like, oh, I'm in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And it turns out James Madison, which is a really good 1AA or what they used to call 1AA college football podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Good baseball school, too, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, what's his face? Uh, speaking of, that Chase was last Dollander. year. Ch- Chase. I was going to say that Chase Dollander sounds so damn familiar to me because of Chase DeLauder last year. Chase Dollander. Yeah, Chase. Uh, so, uh, oh, what do you Vienna. think about it? I do know. Yeah, yeah. Vienna, Virginia. <laughs> what do you think Vienna, of Eldridge? Where they, were, they were talking about moving uh, the Redskins, too, I believe. <gasps> wow. I can't were, believe you said were, that, dude. You're fired. You're canceled. Get out. They're called the Commanders now. They're a really good They're team. Sorry, They're a lot of fun. It's a fun team. I actually thought they should have kept it as Washington football team. I like that. It sounded cool. I love that, too. They're yeah. European. Yeah. yeah. Commanders sounds like a, a made-up team I made on, like, NFL 2K in 2004 or something. It's just, it was with a really lame avatar. Uh, all right. Anyways, Bryce Eldridge. What do you think, Phil? Yeah, great great two-way talent. Um Listed six seven two twenty three. Uh, I don't know if teams view him more for the bat or the arm at this point. Uh, I, I think we've pretty much seen, unless you're Otani or something, uh, none of these two way players have really worked as a two way. So you got to be something incredibly special 
But yeah. uh, so I've had Spencer Schwellenbach for a long time, Phil. I was waiting for Spencer Schwellenbach to be this like, oh, he'll be a two-way player. I haven't really seen much growth there. So I just can think of uh, I'm blanking on his name. I was who's uh, Brendan McKay? Yeah, uh, for Tampa Bay. Um, I guess he went and he went to college though, so he came out of Louisville. I just don't. I don't think a team's going to build a guy like that as a two-way player. Oh. So Otani's um, special, very special. I don't think Eldridge. Eldridge definitely getting picked in the first round. It could be in the top fifteen, definitely, especially if a team takes a takes a liking to him. All right. Well, uh, let's get on with the next pick. Then we have gone through so far. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10. We're on pick 11 with the Los Angeles yeah. Angels of Anaheim of California of the United States of America in the Western Hemisphere. So, this is your pick, right? Yeah. And All so right. the Angels are not afraid to do, um, I don't want to say weird stuff, but uh, they'll take a cut on an athlete if they really like the athletic profile. Zach Nato's in got, the major leagues this year. Yeah. Yeah, and and they've got a big. There's a big time athlete in this draft, Enrique Bradfield Jr. Ooh. out of Vanderbilt, who would be probably one of the fastest players in the league. Uh, excellent defender, also gets on base. Probably never going to hit for much power, but can do everything else. Um, so you're looking at yeah, I, I don't know what the comp is. Kenny Lofton, right? Uh, Juan Pierre, <laughs> so, uh, just incredible, game changing type of speed. Uh, and really and, mean, uh... <laughs> Willie McGee. Yeah, Willie Mates Hayes. <laughs> Willie McGee. He could run, sort of. Yeah, we, what's the line? Yeah, he, uh, uh, you run like hit, yeah, Mays, he runs like Mays, Mays, but hits like shit. That's um, exactly what it is. Right. So, uh, Bradfield can hit. He's just not going to hit for power. Oh, yeah, there you go. Kenny Lofton. Um, so, yeah, I think it would be an exciting fit, pick for Los Angeles. I could see them popping him here. Uh, maybe he takes over center field when Trout's ready to move off center field. So. Wow, okay. Enrique Bradfield, Bradfield Jr. is our 11th pick on our 2023 MLB mock draft. Uh, ben, who uh, would really love to be here right now, just had the worst uh, timing ever, the internet crisis. Uh, well, no, we'll never know what it is. Maybe one day there'll be a documentary about it. The day Ben's tech crapped out. But for now, it's me and Phil here live. Potsdam Podcast. Utah. Tuesdays. Give me two. Uh, follow Phil on Twitter. Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L. Phil. Uh, how's the gaming going? Can you give us an update on the games? You are yeah, working good, on a buddy. game right I, now. Yeah, I've got um, some playtesting going on for it. I got to do like an in-store setup at one of the game stores in uh, Dublin here earlier in the nice. month. Nice. I also had it set up at one of the conventions that we do, uh, gaming That's conventions. so cool. So by the end of the summer, it's getting sent to publishers and hopefully get published this year. No way, really? Or in the next in the next year. Dude, that's that's yeah. incredible. Wow. Guys, you guys understand this? He's created a game. Now, should I call it a board game or like a role-playing game? What should I call yeah, it? Exactly? Board game. It's a board game. It's not unlike uh, Risk. If you grew up playing Risk, it's just got some event cards that change some stuff. And uh, it's love more Risk. historical, but same kind of premise. I love Axis and Allies. That was a fun game. This would, be, this would be a lot like Axis and Allies, actually. Oh, it's really? Yeah. Well, I'm interested. Yeah, I want to play yeah. this game. I I used to love just sitting down with friends and we would just play a board game. It just it was just a day where like it was raining all day. We just sit down and it was fun. Play for hours and yep. hours. Nobody would ever win. We'd play for like five hours and then like somebody's like, dude, can we go somewhere else? <laughs> I'm like, what? Come on, we've come so far. Or you could do like Kramer and Newman did. They took their board everywhere. <laughs> bring it with you <laughs> that's right that's right uh i just saw phil or ben possibly pop in for a second but he didn't show up uh we're moving on to the next pick we just did the angels now it's the 12th pick in the draft which is the arizona diamondbacks who yep. has been interested for the diamondbacks pick he's got him taking the top prep bat that's available at this point Ooh. i think it's gonna be um the shortstop, probably Colin Hauk. Yeah. Out of Parkview, Georgia. There it is. I, I, and I think it makes a lot of sense for Arizona as a pick. So I can see them definitely taking Why, it. Why, though? Why? But don't they have, they've got Lawler, they've got Bliss. I mean, they got a load of players, right? Am I, am I crazy? You would, and you would think, because they're doing well, also that maybe one of the like college arms might intrigue them because they're, they're further along. You know ben, what I mean? So, ben, you're here. Oh, Ta-da. 
He sounds yeah, like yeah. Ben. You sound like Ben. That's great. Mm. Ben, we were just announced your pick of Colin Houck as the prep bat remaining for the Diamondbacks at number 12. Do you agree? That would be a solid pick for them. I think they would be very pleased with that. But I just told Phil that they've got Bliss and Lawler. They got, I mean, you've got a Blaze Alexander if you want to go that route. They got a lot of guys that fill that role. Is it? Is that just like, hey, let's just take the breast prep bat here? They would go in a different direction? I. The only thing I could see that could be different is if they really fell it. Like, I guess not knowing who you guys picked for the other two or for the ones that I missed. Uh, but, you know. Oh, let's give you an update, Ben, real quick. Okay. We took. Uh, the Marlins, we followed your lead, or Phil did, and the Marlins took uh, Arjun at number 10. And then the Angels just took who, Phil? Who did the Angels just take? Uh, Enrique Bradfield Jr. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, I mean, it. Marlins so took Dollander. That, Marlins took Dollander. We were talking, we were talking about. Oh, that's right. I Arjun, tried to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Arjun is still on the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, did. Uh, and I'm assuming the Rockies went with louder. Yes. Okay. Because yep. I was just going to say, that could be the thing that would decide it if one of those, if louder or Dollander happened to slide down to the Diamondbacks, I could see them making that kind of a pick. But I Definitely. just don't see them jumping an arm unless they really believe they've got an elite one just because they develop bats so well. And they have that I think that they're willing to take that risk. So Arjun Amala was available. So it would have been Hauker and Amala for you here because they're both available. You know, one thing I'll say about Namala, he is one of uh, two guys, he and Blake Mitchell are the two guys I'm hearing a lot that could be part of a package deal with someone like the Pirates or the Tigers early in order to slip them down into the second or even third round for a pretty sizable bonus. Oh, Interesting. So Namala seems to be the guy you're hearing a ton on that particular thing right now. So you want to stick with Hauk on this pick, not Namala? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's a really good pick for them. All right. Excellent. Well, that's exciting. I'm so glad you're back here. We can hear you. Ben's <laughs> live with us here on the Plotso Podcast. We are almost done here. We've hummed along without you, but you know, I feel bad now. I feel like you know you missed some of oh, this. Uh, Phil's up next. You, you guys could go together on these. I don't even care because oh, we've only got God. a couple picks left. So. We got, the, we, got, we got the Cubbies up at 13. Cubbies. Um, and they drafted really well recently. Um, I'm going to have them take Hurston Waldrop. I think his stuff um, will make them make him stand out to the Cubs in models. And I, I do know that the Cubs are very much a model-based team at the moment. I'm pretty sure, especially when it comes to pitching and pitch design. And uh, Waldrop seems like, as far as stuff goes, maybe could have the you know, outside of Skeen's the best stuff in the draft. So uh, he's got the splitter, which every team would love to work with. It can keep him healthy. So um, I think the Cubs take him, and he kind of adds to their team that's looking like it's getting close to competing again. I can't believe it. But. Yeah. That's... yeah. We were all over them recently, and now it looks like David Ross figured something out or something. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's I, – I think that that – the only thing I could see different there is if they really think – they really buy hard into one of the college shortstops. That Ooh. that that's something the the Cubs were rumored very hard on guys like Brooks Lee last year and Zach Nato before they ended up going with Kate Horton. And so I could af- absolutely see them going, you know, since especially in the way that we've drafted so far, those infielders are all still there. Yeah. And so with those guys all still on the board, they might be able to see someone falling to them that they'd really like so all right uh, Braden, well. Braden taylor was another guy i thought of from tcu for them mm-hmm. Ooh. well we got two picks left they're both socks we got the boston red Sox here at 14 and then it'll be the chicago white Sox to close it out so ben fully conscious and aware let's hear yeah. it ben take us away on your last pick of the day with the boston red Sox at number 14 red Sox are going to be interesting here and in large part, just because I think they sit back and they wait to see who falls kind of in their lap. Um, this is a team that badly wants to work, or from all reports, Brad badly wants to get 
a top end defender. Um, as far as like they want whatever they if they go bat, they're going to want someone who can bring the the glove and the hit. Um, or the other thing that everyone is talking about is they might just say to heck with that and go after an arm. But I really think for them, Waldrop is probably the bottom of that group. They're looking college arm, and I, you know, and the way we've drawn this out, the college arms that I think are in play here are no longer available. Um, okay. So where I would end up going then for them, I'm going to jump probably who I think is the best shortstop in the class. And I'm going to have them go uh, with Matt Shaw of Maryland. Ooh. Wow. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. I've been, I should have wrote all this down as we did it. We talked about Jacob Wilson, but he's still on the board. Yep, Jacob Wilson still be on the board. Okay, he's, he's, so he'd be in play for a lot of teams after about pick eight, starting probably about pick eight, yeah. and then from that point on, really. Okay, so you go match off Maryland out of the Big Ten for the Boston Red Sox. Exciting! They could use some uh, more depth of that position because they've just been. Aiken Ford, they thought Montessi doesn't play baseball anymore, so he's not someone they can rely on. Uh, Chad says, you guys are my lucky charm. I just won 150 bucks in 35 seconds playing blackjack. Wow, you get to watch this show and play blackjack at the same time? How do I do that? Shoot, I can't watch this show and talk at the same time. So, you know, (laughs) hey, you're doing really good. Good for you, Chad. Way to go, buddy. All right, the Boston Red Sox are off the board, and now we're at pick 15, and it's time for Phil to take us home. Phil, take it away. I think there is a pretty, in my mind, obvious pick if he's still on the board at 15 that the White Sox will take. His name's Jacob Gonzalez. He was a two-sport athlete in high school, very good football player, which uh, if you know Ken Williams, you know he, lo- you know he loves his football players. Uh-huh. He loves Looks great in the uniform. Yep. Um, so I, I've always liked the kid. I think he's going to be a good pro. There is a lot of questions of whether or not he can stick at shortstop. Um, his speed probably is going to be below average eventually as well. Um, so with all that said, I think if he's there, White Sox are taking him. I would be happy to see him take him. If for no other reason, he can hit and he's left-handed. So <laughs> figure out where he can play him then after that. Jacob Gonzalez goes off the board at pick 15, the Chicago White Sox, the pale hose, Ben. What do you think of that? I, I think that, that it makes a ton of sense just for who they like. Um the White Sox are always big on athletes if they're going to go for a bat. They, it's kind of that they like to find an athlete and teach him how to hit sort of thing, which is we've seen how that or maybe always they, work. What, uh, what Tim Anderson said was they found him and they basically didn't tell him anything in the minors. They just said, just go out and play every day. So it's like yeah. find a kid and see if he can hit. <laughs> yeah. I, mm, he, he concerns me. The, but the other guy who I will say I've heard a lot of discussion on and whether that really works or not, it, it does kind of fit the the athlete thing, is Johandi Morales, Yeah, which would be a little bit of a push up the board. Uh, really strong guy from Miami. But, a, I mean, he'd be an athletic third baseman with a huge arm. But, God, I mean, when he gets a hold of one, it's really pretty. But to me, it just that kind of a hitter just feels way too much like Eloy, you know, it just, oh, and I don't know that the White Sox I really want to dip back into that pool again, real quick. So. That sounds his, scary. Uh, he's cute. Well, he's, he's Cuban descent. His dad's Cuban too. So yep. that would also make yeah, a lot of sense. They do have a habit of, yeah. of enjoying those kind of guys. Yeah. So far, we did our 15 picks just as we promised, which makes me very happy. And we're going to do the rest of this next Thursday. We're going to finish the first round for sure. But the top remainders, uh, Jacob Wilson's still on the board, just so you can play along. And so is Arjun. Arjun Mm -hmm. and uh, Tommy or Thomas White, probably be your top prep arm. He's probably the, in all seriousness, he's probably going to be the first lefty drafted and we may not have a left-handed college pitcher that goes in the first round. This, and I guess it's something like fifteen years since that's happened. Really? So 
this could be a very rare year where we don't have a college lefty go in the first round. So, oh, cool. There's another George Lombard. That's awesome. Yeah. It's actually his kid, I believe. Yeah. George Lombard Jr. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. Um, also, uh, I was curious to see if Brock Wilkin would uh, move up further, but uh, we'll find out on next week's show. A lot of players are left here for us to kind of dive into next week. We'll finish with the rest of the first round. We'll start with Ben and the San Francisco Giants to pick up where we left off here after round one. Uh, anybody here, final comments? Were you surprised that, you know, where we're at right now, the other person chose to do surprising you at all? Or is this pretty much, yeah, this looks pretty standard issue. This is kind of right on, yeah. The one thing, there's and, no, there's, it seems like there's no script this year. I don't yeah. think, I mean, it's, it feels like after the first couple picks, stuff could just go and then teams will be in almost in reaction mode, like Ben has said. Because we're in, we haven't even gotten to them yet. The Mariners have the seventh largest draft pool because of extra picks that they got. They could do a whole lot of fun stuff this year. If you remember, what was it, 2019 or 2018 that the Diamondbacks had a a whole slew of picks, but the first one was at like 20. And I want to say that might have been the year that they got Carroll. Oh. He might have been their first pick, Corbin Carroll, like at number 16 or something ridiculous like that. But they had the money to pay him. And he yeah. started sliding after he got out of the first round because nobody had the money that they thought he would need. And he they were able to step up. That could be the type of thing you look at. I mean, they could really spoil somebody trying to make a two-pick thing here by getting someone like Namala. They could go yeah. after, you know, a lot of that high school class and really upset somebody who is intending to do a two-step sort of thing. Thomas White, too, right? I guess yep. if they'd like. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they, they draft and develop pitching well. I mean, yep. if I mean, folks can question how well certain guys are going, I mean, but look at that rotation right now and how many of them have come up through the system. They know then, what type of guy they oh, want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and yes. that's, that's where I like White because White really fits that mold for them. I mean, basically, if you wanted to take a, a Brian Wu and – make him left-handed that's that's who thomas white kind of is and so it really would fit them but he might not be on the board by the time we get to the mariners we'll have to see yeah. next week uh, so, yeah. jay says hey phil did you get your fill of steel phil steel oh, no, but, but there's um, an e on the end it's phil steel with an e just to be clear yeah the college football magazine phil steel's bible of this year <laughs> i heard it's 350 pages no oh! but my, my mom did order <laughs> My mom did order it off Amazon for me, and uh, they're traveling to Ireland next week, so she's bringing me a copy. Oh, you can't man. Find it either. He used to live or die with that until I started to realize he just has the same template in the magazine, and he kind of just yeah. updates the names. <laughs> but, but still, it's, it is updated with the you know the highly touted and turnovers equal turnaround. I, Phil Steele's Bible is a Bible for college football fans. There's no doubt it about it. Uh, Chad says the first seven in this draft could go in basically any order, and a handful of the teams will be forced into weird boxes if something falls wrong for them because the way money is spread out in this draft. That's mm-hmm. that's what we said last week. The MLB draft is very unique to other drafts because of the bonus pool and the money and the slot money. Also, nice work fixing the audio and finishing strong, Ben. That is why you are our prospect. Well, that's nice. Thanks, well, it's been a pleasure to be back in the good graces of the one and only Phil Goyette. Follow him on Twitter, Phil of Sports. Yeah, Great seeing you here, man. Always love talking to yeah, you. Every time I see the Goyette trucks around here, I always think of you. So uh, <laughs> it's going to happen for the rest of my nice. life as long as that business exists. That, which was, I think. that was my great-grandpa right there. Started it. Wow, isn't that incredible? All right, Jasper says, go Sox, go. I don't know where they're going, but sure, Jasper, why not? Good to see you, bud. Follow Ben on Twitter, Big Gentle Ben. I'm MJ Gobi at Plato Podcast. Utah. Who else, two Z's? Give me two. I'm going to say goodbye to you guys now, and I'll be right back in two minutes with Mike from Virginia and Britton Ellis. Thanks, everybody. Our prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.